Welcome to the Single in the Suburbs podcast. Grab a drink and join us as we talk about the good, the bad, and the WTF of modern singlehood. I'm Caitlin. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sarah. Cheers, Cheers, ladies. Welcome back to Single in the Suburbs podcast. This week we're talking about the trouble with dating, specifically dating your neighbor. Um, But there's so much trouble with dating when you're a single parent and when you're in the suburbs. Um, we are professional women. We are managing custody schedules. We are um, in our 40s. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just really hard to find time to fit in dates. I don't know. Like, um, half the time, I'm just too tired, frankly. You <laughs> By know? the time you get off work and household chores, laundry and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And our kids are all a little bit older now, so it's a little easier to to get out. But I don't, when the kids were with me, I just wanted to be with them. I didn't want to take the time out to, you know, I already had to cut my time in half. So um, and I think you have a tendency to think like, is this going to be worth my while to even get put on makeup and go out the door after a long day? Totally. Work? Totally. Yeah. Well, and you're already dividing your time. So it's half, you know, focus being work half the focus being the kids, and then trying to find that time to squeeze in. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. squeeze in a date here and there, you know. Yeah. Because people aren't going to fall through our ceiling. No, especially not (laughs) not for the two years when we were all quarantining or whatever. No. That was was a murder on our dating lives. Um, But, yeah, I totally – I think that – it's just – it's tricky, you know, when people are saying, well, you got to make it a priority. And I think, okay, but what other priority – do I not make a priority? Yeah. Yes. What What do I give up? Yeah, exactly. To make this happen. Yeah. So, and I think we do a pretty good job of of making it work. Like, I'll I have um, my kids. Uh, there's three days a week that I work because I work 12 hour shifts in the hospital, and so I don't have my kids those days. And that's the time when I'll try to just like bring an extra outfit, you know. So <laughs> after my 12 hours of a shift, I can go meet somebody for a drink, you know, just one because I'm gonna have to go back home and go to sleep. Yeah. It's um, a. It's a- it's a thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So it's it's tricky. Well, and you know, the other thing that people like to tell us is, um, you know, uh, when you're not expecting it. It's But if you don't put your butt out there, mm-hmm. you're not going to meet anybody. So here you are trying to get your butt out there and also keep your priorities straight and work schedules. Anyways. Yeah. Well, and so the first problem is that, like, how do we fit it in? And the second problem is, how do you meet people? Because it's like <laughs> when you were in high school, obviously you had all the people around you when you're in college. Same. You know, young, young, most people are young and single. Um, so that's the thing. But now most of the people, especially in the suburbs, are married. Our contemporaries are still married. Yes. Um, so, you know, if you're involved in children's sports, you're the one there on the sidelines just by yourself. Well, you know, the other families are there. And so it's it's not as easy as people want to think it it's is. It's not quite like the movies. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really isn't. I've been expecting it to be. Yes. yes. You know, expected to go to the Christmas tree farm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and some guy in a flannel shirt oh, comes yeah. up to you and says, can I help you chop that down? <laughs> yeah. I have well, a tree yes. over here. Well, we really only have, I think, you know, the two options. Um online being the thing of 2023 and um this generation in general and it's I don't know maybe younger people know how to manage that a little bit better for but of a certain age it is a shit show pardon my French um it's like you match with somebody you have these dead-end conversations um there's fake profiles people that you bump into you know married that you know I mean it's a whole thing online is 
I mean, you have to try to find a way to kind of figure it out um, because it is really the one of the main ways people meet each other now. But it is not it's fun. It's not fun. <laughs> and I mean, I think... And most, we'll get into that more later. Yeah. For sure. And I think most of us can agree that we like dating organically better. You know, I yeah. mean, I think we would prefer to meet somebody as we are living our life, doing something that we personally love. And, you know, hey. Yeah, there they you know, are. Yeah. Prince Charming. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. But it just doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> well, and where can you organically meet people? Right. I mean, honestly. So, I mean, I think in today's culture, what you are doing is going to, what, a brewery? A lot of young college-age kids, you know, yeah. maybe a winery, a lot of older people, yeah. you know, like a lot of couples, actually. Yeah, yeah dates. Um, or maybe like an older single gentleman, maybe. But again, they're much older than we are. Right. A Hugh Hefner of sorts. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> we probably have some stories that we could uh, talk about there, that. There too. are stories there. <laughs> people uh, that own a vineyard and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But where do you go? I mean, I think that's a genuine question. Where do you go to meet people our age? Yeah, because even if you go to... A coffee shop most people have their earbuds in or they're reading or whatever and there's not that sense of community and yes we are doing a show that's a happy hour but the truth is we're not huge drinkers like we're not I'm at the bar every night or that sort of thing and so it's not like you get a time to go to like a, a cheers bar where yeah you... and people don't interact the way right. that you would think they would um Everyone kind of keeps to their own private group in those kind of settings. Well, it used to be that, you know, if you were eyeing somebody and they were eyeing you, you know, they might come up to you and say, and hi, ask for your ask number. For your number. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't happen the same way any, yeah, on anymore. Yeah, rare occasions. Yeah, it's on, very rare. On pretty rare occasions. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that with the dating apps, there's so much rejection that's happening, like, at any given time. It's just, it's mostly rejection, whether they're not swiping on you or they're not responding or whatever it is, that you get a little bit worried to put yourself out there in the real world because yet again, like what, what do you have to lose? It's usually yeah. not much, but it's a death by a thousand cuts, you know, like I've been rejected 1500 times. <laughs> well, so, we, I don't know. We did get a little wild um, immediately post COVID when they first started to open things up and we were like, you know, um, Sarah had heard about this uh, singles mixer that was happening and um, convinced us to go. I think it was definitely one of my, which is not rare, um, days where I'm like, I don't want to go out. <laughs> and I had, like, just gotten off work, and I put, like, no effort in. Like, I think I threw on a sweater and jeans or whatever, but. And that was a that was an changing from my scrubs in the car kind yes. of thing for me. And you met us there. I did, yeah. yeah. On your way home from work. That was an experience, too, a singles mixer. And there let's were... just say we were young and hot there. Yeah, it felt amazing. <laughs> yeah. There were definitely some personalities. For sure. I did get a date out of that, though. Um, that... Well, I did, too, truthfully. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. We actually had – we all got to know that guy a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's another... Not as much as he would like to know you. Yeah, but yeah. That was, that's another episode. Yeah. Yeah, so it did kind of work out. It was unfortunate, it was... you know, because – it was pretty quick. Like he started going into all his political beliefs pretty quickly on the first date. So yeah, it that's ended. That's like a no no. It's, yeah, like it's like Thanksgiving. You don't talk about religion or politics. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, at the same time, it was a great opportunity to get out, yes. meet new people. And you never know when, you know, maybe this person wasn't the right match for you, but maybe they have a friend. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. you never know. And I mean, for a while, we were wanting to start something like that. Yeah, we had yeah. thought that'd be a cool thing. A, 
bring a friend. And I mean, friend surely if you have a friend who has a friend who has a friend, you know, Somebody. maybe that friend. Eventually, friends will meet. It's funny because I actually I had a date uh, last week or two weeks. And I actually really liked the guy, but he, you know, did the cordial text I, back like, I'm not feeling, feeling it, it and that's fine. Had great conversation. Thank you. Whatever. Which is, it happens. It's fine. But I thought like he might actually be somebody that you liked. So I went back on the app and I was going to just be like, hey, I know this is kind of weird, but like I want to show, you know, see if you if introduce you, like, you to my friend. Well, I, Sarah. Wanted, I think I went on the app actually because I wanted you to be able to see the picture to decide if you wanted to meet him or not. But he had already deleted me. Oh <laughs> I was like, oh, I totally could hooked you on. up. You know, like so much we're in it together here, people. <laughs> But let's help each other out. That's right. It was a missed opportunity can, for him, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we can definitely get into those uh, deleting stories in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, what ends up happening overall, though, is you end up taking advantage of the opportunities where you do meet somebody. And whether that is at work or Yikes. at our, you know, Melrose place, That's you know, we kind of get, <laughs> as my brother says, never fish off the company pier. Yes. And yeah. I did do that. It's, I, I think recommend. we've all done that at some point <laughs> yep. or another, whether it's at work or at home. Um, but yes, I think we end up taking advantage of the opportunities that we have. And so... Because they're so few and far between. They That's are right. But they do end up making for great stories. Yes. Which will give us future episodes for this yeah. amazing podcast. That's right. As you know, this is a happy hour show. So let's get into what we're drinking with a little segment we are calling cocktails and that is c-o-c-k-t-a-l-e-s because these beverages come with a story attached (laughs) the cocktail for this week is the tale of don juan and caitlin has prepared a themed cocktail for our story and it is a sweet and sexy drink um, with a whole lot of vodka some scandal (laughs) <laughs> and a splash of crayon because you know this is going to end in a UTI. <laughs> so mix yourself a drink, pull up a seat, and join us as we discuss the trouble with dating your neighbor. Oh, I'll yes. drink to that. So the tale of Don Juan. I liked what you said. What was it? All names have been. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can All say that. All names have been changed. Yeah. I, I can see that. Yep. Okay, so um, Caitlin's going to give us a great story here, but just so you know. All names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. That's right. Yep. Yep. Well, the story begins like any great story. There's a handsome guy moving into the neighborhood, right? (laughs) So um, uh, at Melrose Place, it really just doesn't take very long to notice when somebody moves in. One, because it's not happening all the time. Like we mentioned before, it's a pretty long-term situation. But when there is a um, tall, handsome age-appropriate male, single male, who moves in. Yeah, (laughs) who moves in. uh, You definitely notice. Um, I didn't have the pleasure of meeting him first. No, that was us. Um, (laughs) These two did, and uh, they had a very different first impression impression than I did. (laughs) We did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think originally we had met him at the hot tub, and I mean, I think we agree. He was handsome. Yeah. Yeah. He was not an ugly person. Oh, no. No, he's tall and good looking and, you know, all the things that you would want. And then he opened his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And our first interaction with him wasn't, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There, yeah. I I felt like he made a really strong connection with one of our other neighbors, you know, talking about. Who was a divorcee. Yeah. They were both divorced men and. 
definitely crying over the past. Yeah. So we, our first impression of him was really his interaction with that other neighbor. And we, we got out of the hot tub and was like, oh my God. Well, yeah, no, they, yeah. <laughs> they had connected on a deep level. I mean, there were almost tears. Wow. Yeah. 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 Anyways. So <laughs> that was not the impression that I had. I also uh, met him first at the hot tub um, with my daughter, actually. Um, and so I was in mom mode. And yes, I noticed he was good looking. And I knew that there, I had heard the rumors. There was a new guy around. But um, uh, he was definitely trying to hit on me, much to my daughter's horror. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> um, I keep those things separate. Like, people do not meet my kids um, just because there's that's not really – until you're serious, mm-hmm. there's really no reason for it. They don't need to know what mommy's doing when yeah, they're with daddy. With time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but I definitely took note. And then we actually matched on a dating app at some point. And so I was like, hey, I know you. And, you know, we connected that way. So um, I did know from the beginning, you know, what this guy was about. And I, you know, wasn't looking for a boyfriend. You know, I wasn't looking for commitment. I knew fidelity is not going to be this guy's strong suit. No. Um, he is somebody that would say he loves love. I would say he's a womanizer. (laughs) That was like a really happy way for him to paint it. Um, But again, like I have so much room in my life, only so much room in my life. And he was really uh, a good time. Just knew he wasn't going to be a long time. (laughs) So I think the first thing that should have been my warning sign was as we were walking into his apartment one day, there was a, another neighbor kind of walking down below, and I hear her call up, don't do it, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, I was like, already did. I guess I'm just going back in there, you know, see how this goes. But I should have realized that when he, um, you know, was spreading his love, he was like, Amazon Prime delivery. Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> Dropping his package all over the, the apartment complex. Yeah, that's right. There was stops at the leasing for office. Being, yeah. yeah. He moved fast for his amount of time in the neighborhood. Yeah, he really when he first did. got there. Yeah, he was definitely playing around. But, you know, he, of course, I knew what it was. Keeping it casual um, was very clear about, you're not my boyfriend. He really wanted to be. Um, but it's just like, I can't, I can't trust you, you know. Um, so that kind of played itself out for several months, um, some back and forth about, you know, are we together? Are we not together? Um, these guys were very patient because they, yeah, not fan, not a yeah, fan we're not fans. Well, I mean, I think it's more that we were concerned that you would get hurt, but I mean, you knew what it was. Yes. Yeah. So I think once we understood that you knew what was going on, we were fine, but Yeah, well, and I think one of the things we talked about, which is, you know, unfortunately, sort of just a sad part of being um, a single person or a single parent, you know, where your life is so divided, is that um, there's a lot of hardship, you know, there's in post-divorce, there's just a lot of hardship, and there's no way of getting around it. And what he brought was a lot of lightness and laughter and fun. And (laughs) so... And (laughs) he is. I mean, he is... I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, but I think that he, um, that was something I wasn't ready to give up. So even though I knew, you know, in my very capable, smart, strong woman brain. Yeah, you're a badass. That, yeah. That, okay, this guy is not worth 
this. I was trading sort of on my integrity for laughter and fun and lightness because yeah. I wasn't getting that anywhere else, you know? Well, it kind of felt like a high school hookup. Yeah. Yeah. It, did. it was, was very light. Yes. Part of it. Yes, absolutely. Hey, I could have made you laugh a little more. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you could have, but not, you not know, quite. Yeah, not in the same way. Yeah, there's only so much you can do for me. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, you know, after it sort of ran its course, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be easy to avoid him, right? I'm done with this. He lives in this separate section of the apartment. Like the other, yeah. Like yeah. the, the other, other side of the hot yeah. tub. It yeah, wasn't exactly. like a literal neighbor. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not, he's not, I'm not passing him for anything. I'm not passing his place. Like it's pretty easy to. He doesn't have to... a mailbox on our side. That's right. That's right. Um, but uh, then we started noticing, I mean, very shortly after. Yes. I mean, walking around always on our side of the complex. I mean, whether it was, I mean, he would bring his dirt bike. He'd come riding over, park it in front of her house with the, I mean, my house too, you know, radio blaring. It was so obnoxious. It was, you know, then he'd start bringing women by, you know, other women. (laughs) Well, particularly one other woman. And, And that was what was so hard is that here's this poor girl and we're all going, oh my God, somebody tell her yeah. like I knew from the beginning this you know yeah, what this someone is someone shouted up to you don't do it yeah, like, yeah. so we're like do you have the warning do we shout at her yeah. <laughs> well and that's the thing I had the warning but I also knew what I was compromising in order to have gained something else um but for her we're just like somebody somebody's got to tell her like she's not She's not number one on the list she's not even number three on the <laughs> list um you know but I can't be the one to do it, you know, yeah, like I'm going to come across say? as like the bitter ex something um, or jealous or any of those things. And honestly, I just want to be done with it. Yeah. It's really hard to be done with somebody that, that's putting everything so in your face. Right. Well, I'd go to my parking spot and this, his latest delivery address, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, happens to be right on top of my parking spot. And so I would come out and I'd have to ask him to move his truck from in front of my garage, you know, and uh, just like all these ridiculous things. And that's, you know, so so uncomfortable when this is where you live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think any time that you are dating somebody that's right next to you, there's going to be those types of situations yeah. and I mean even when you're not trying to date yes. them yeah that's true <laughs> we've, we've about some stuff too. yes so um you want to tell yours Sarah oh well I mean yours is better but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean she had mysterious flowers left oh at her God. door <laughs> yeah so I mean uh, unfortunately I, yeah I probably have Another story that's not quite as traumatic as yours, but um, mine was the unwanted advances. Yours were wanted advances, but I um, had this gentleman show up at my door, um, and I'd seen him around before, but how he knew exactly which place was mine was a little odd, but um, so... Uh, he rings the doorbell or whatever. And your kids were home. Yeah, it was super yeah, strange. It was weird. Yeah. Ben was like on the couch, you know. Um, anyway, so 
I opened the door and he's like, hey, I've, I've seen you around. You're very beautiful. I'd love to take you out sometime. And like, what do you even say? Like, I was so caught off guard. I think I said, oh, yeah, you know, maybe that would be nice. But, I, you know, after I'm closing the door, I'm like, WTF, you know, like, <laughs> all. I mean, had he been a Don Juan? Uh, I might have been interested, but definitely not. Uh. <laughs> and I think being approached at your home when you're not expecting it, your yeah. kids yeah. are standing behind the door. Yeah. You know, it's a little awkward. So it was, maybe a different approach would have been better. Yeah. yeah. He needed to catch me at the mailbox or something. Yeah. But, in the public um, space. I mean, the flowers were nice. It's well, a nice that, gesture. Came, that came two days later. Oh, okay. So after he uh, came to the door, then I come home one day and there's this bouquet of flowers on my porch with a note. That was from him saying, here's my phone number so we can go out. And um, I think I waited a few days and then, like, text the phone number. And I said, this was a very kind gesture, but I'm really not looking to date anybody right now, which was a total lie. Because I was looking hard to date. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't looking so at him. learn from Jason not to date <laughs> yeah. your neighbor. She was for comfort. Yep. Yep. And, yeah, but that was like, you know, it was a little creepy because it was almost like a stalker type thing, you know. But um, I think he meant it from a good place, but I was weirded out for sure. Well, my situation was totally different because my situation came on the tail of an accident. Actually, there was I was driving home when I think we had been out or something. It was late at night, like 11. And I'm driving home and right in front of our apartment complex, there's a car parked. You can tell there's an issue. The guy's in the middle of the street, um, like just laying there. So I'm oh like, my. oh my gosh, what do I do? Is this like Dr. Sarah to the rescue? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I park. Get and the AED. Exactly. <laughs> I know CPR. Um, so I'm walking over there, but at the same time, I'm also realizing it's 11 o'clock. It's completely dark. And I wouldn't think somebody's going to just like snatch me and go, you know, <laughs> jump, up, jump up from <laughs> taking it on their death. <laughs> okay. So, but I am kind of conflicted about what to do. Do I call 911 right there? You know, what do I do? So anyway, at the same time, this one neighbor saw the situation and he came out at the same time. So it ended up, I wasn't out there alone with this person in the middle of the street. We got him help. It was fine. So I don't know if it was the trauma, but this guy, you know, started being friendly with me, my, my neighbor. And he works at a restaurant, an Italian restaurant. And so one day, you know, he offered me leftovers like he'd brought home from the restaurant. And I'm thinking he sees a single mom with kids. I mean, he's clearly. Yeah, that's what he saw. He's married. Yeah, Yeah, no, he's married. He's got a baby, you know. So I'm not thinking anything at all about this. And then, you know, he's like, Except for that Elizabeth and I are not getting food delivery. Nobody nobody put any Italian food So he brought me food the one time. I was like, okay, great. And then all of a sudden, he brings me food a second time. And then he was like, hey, I'm going to have a lot of food tomorrow night. Can I get your phone number? And again, I'm just naive. I'm not thinking about it. Right. You know, I give him my phone number. I'm like, sure. What a a line. I'm going to have a lot of food tomorrow. Whatever. (laughs) I don't know. You look hungry. 11 o'clock at night. Like, no joke. It was late. He's texting me. He's like, can I bring it to your door? And, you know, and this started this whole thing of like at late at night and I'm thinking he can't be hitting on me because I mean he's he's got this beautiful I mean they're literally next door to me yeah and he's got this beautiful wife and a baby but why is he wanting to come over at 11 o'clock it was a a trauma bond I I must have been but anyway that was that story I mean it was Definitely. I think they and moved, I, though. They did, they did end move. up moving. But I felt like you – did you confront it at some I point? I did. I yeah, did. I did. Because you just wanted to clear the air and make yeah, sure that Yeah, you know, I appreciated, you know, if he had all the – 
Left. I mean, hey. I love your girl, noodles, but <laughs> <laughs> Every girl loves pasta. But, yeah, no, I did have to set boundaries. And, yeah. You know. I'm on a no-carb diet. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just meat all the way. <laughs> you would have thought I could provide that, too. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's not even just, like, where you live. Because, obviously, we see people, and there's a certain amount of, like we discussed before, there's a certain amount of, like, putting the blinders on um, just because it's a public-private zone kind of thing. Um, But even, like, when you come home from a date, or if you want to bring your date home, it is a whole different thing. And Mm -hmm. I don't think this is necessarily just a single-parent thing, because I think probably most women would feel this way. Um, but I especially don't want people coming back to my house and knowing where I live, where my yeah, kids live, you right. know. Um, well, sometimes but you don't even want to pick them up. You don't even want someone to pick you up for a yeah, date until, yeah. because um, I usually am like, oh, I'll meet you there because, you know. Well, until like, you really know someone. Yeah. You know, you don't want them knowing where you live. It can be incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, but I, I, I you know, With I'll admit it, the- exactly. I, I have, I've made that mistake. I've been fortunate so far. But every time, you know, somebody comes over, I'm always like, mm, this ends badly. They know where I live. Or, you know, are they going to respect the boundaries of, like, you can only – you're like a vampire. You're only allowed when I invite you in. <laughs> like, you can't come <laughs> over. There's no dropping off a flower. There's yeah. nothing like that, you know. Well, and one funny follow-up on the whole, you know, giving him the spiel of, you know, I'm not – interested in dating anybody when I definitely was so then one day I think Sarah and I were at the hot tub and he showed up and I had just been telling her like a crazy dating story or something you know and I'm like oh shoot he probably over yeah oh that chick said she wasn't looking for any dating but <laughs> he moved goodbye see ya yeah. <laughs> did he really I haven't seen him in a while but yeah I didn't he think... moved oh. I saw him packing up and I was like Whew, that no more cool. bouquets on my door <laughs> and there really have not been any yeah. well and I think we've all learned from from my from Don from, Juan, Don, from Juan, Don Juan, yeah, he he giveth a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, and uh, you know we uh, we take away what we can from it. That's we're, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're learning. You've never had more lessons. cranberry in your life. Oh my God, I had no, no more antibiotics. <laughs> well, hopefully you can use our misfortunes to your advantage. That's right. And if you want to try our drink entitled the Don Juan, you can uh, find it on our Facebook or Instagram. It's Single in the Suburbs podcast. It's a really yummy drink, by the way. So like and follow us. Um, We'll be back next happy hour with the Trouble with Dating apps. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.